Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to Let's Chat. Hey, T, how are you? Hey, Alicia girl, I am good. Right back on the air. You know, these these days just seem to roll right into one another, but that's okay. We just doing what we do. We have a great show on tap. Welcome everybody. My name is Tony, like Miss Leisha said, and that's my one and only fantabulous partner, Miss Leisha. What's going on, girl? Nothing, girl. You know, working. No grass grows under my feet. I got so much going on. Trying to prepare for Aaron Bebo. You know, he kicking in the chat room door on Friday about his new anthology. So I'm trying to get my life with that. Try to get it read before he come in here so I can have some questions prepared for the master. I know. <laughs> Me too. You know, we got that. We got so much going on. And guys, if you haven't heard, make sure you guys check out Me and Alicia's page. She has a phenomenal luncheon coming up in March. Please tell them a little bit about it. Yes, it is the Divas Luncheon um, and Literature Eat and Greet. I'm so excited. This is my first event. If anybody really knows mm-hmm. me, they know that I've always wanted to do an event, but I just didn't know how. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know when. I just knew I wanted to do one. just didn't know, you know, when I would do it. So it just kind of fell in my lap to do. And I've, it's been such a blessing because everybody I've asked – um, mm-hmm. I asked to be in the event. They were just more than gracious, and they were like, sure. Just let me know what you need me to do. Just let me know what day. And so I really, really appreciate them, um, all the authors that are participating. I'm so excited. You know, as a reader, I, I love to experience the author's passion. That's really why we do what we do uh, here on Let's Chat. So, you know, but we experience their passion in their books. 
So here on Let's Chat, we would like to allow readers and listeners to experience their passion um, just by listening to them and getting to know their personality and why they do what it is that they do. So when mm-hmm. I thought about doing the luncheon, I had to think about what did I think what I felt was missing from events. And it was more like a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, or kind of like a book book uh, drive-through. You know, you mm-hmm. grab and get the book, you sign your name, how you doing, shake your hand, and then that's it. You know, so mm-hmm. there was no um, intimacy. You know, there was no time to be able to spend with that author. So I created the luncheon so that authors and readers could just, be able to celebrate literature in a friendly Mm -hmm. environment. You know, and let's chat, we always talk about that old 31 flavors type of reading. Um, Mm -hmm. So I wanted to give a 31 flavors type of reading experience. So you can come and have lunch with your favorite author. Uh, You spend the day with them. You're going to talk to them, eat with them, you know, just to get to know them. And then at and that's from 1 to 4. And then at 4.30, there's a book event. So the book fair portion is just another way for authors and readers to get together. It's a free event. That portion of the event is free for readers to come out and still be able to get books in and interact at the same time um, mm-hmm. and provide a networking environment. You know, we have Travis Keir. He's coming. He's going to be there. He does covers. You know, he's actually a, a he's a model and an actor, but he has done some covers for books. Mm-hmm. So it was it was just a good mixture. I think I had everybody that I added. I added for a reason. They bring something unique to the industry. You know, my goal through this event is to not only allow the the interaction and networking, but to be able to raise money to support a community program or organization that really believes in empowering the youth, supporting the power of creativity, arts, and and improving literacy. So originally I created my own uh, nonprofit called Divas Inc., but I knew that it wasn't going to be ready. You know, everything wasn't going to be situated for the event. So I found an event, I mean, a program in Columbus, Georgia. And I love the way that it's called When I Grow Up. And it's Kirsten King is the founder. And just the way she talks about just being able to love on kids. And it's for girls ages, I believe, I want to say 8 to 18, but it might be 10 to 18. But she teaches them empowerment, um, how to etiquette, about money. She brings in different mentors to talk to them, just to just love on the kids. Um, And she mentioned that a lot of her girls were raised by single fathers, which, you know, that's like the big thing now. If you notice, you see dads with the kids more often. Dads have the kids Mm -hmm. more often, which I think is great. But to be Mm -hmm. able to give them that extra that they're not getting, um, because, you know, mothers and fathers, they nurture differently. Fathers still nurture. They just don't nurture like the mother does, you know. So Mm -hmm. I love what she's doing with When I Grow Up. So that's going to be the organization that a portion of our profits will go to. That's awesome. And just to expand on what Lisa is talking about for the, for the luncheon, uh, it's each each author or artist 
a guest has their own table, so you can get to choose which table you like to sit down and, and you know chat it up with. And each table brings something different. So make sure you head on over to Eventbrite, and you can even pick your seat where you want to sit at the table, which I've already done. <laughs> exactly, but you still get time to interact with some of these authors um, that you might didn't know, that you might have mm-hmm. known, and, and, you know, you just didn't know which one to pick, so you just picked one. You know, you still get that time to interact with, with everybody there at the event. Mm-hmm. It's a great setup. I like the way you have it set up. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I got Nathan Percy, who is a um, photographer. Uh, he's going to do the pictures for the event, and I'm just really, really, really excited. Now, everybody mm-hmm. knows that passion is my thing. I don't know what it is about passion. I'm a passionate person. I think that's what it is. I love passion. Like, that's mm-hmm. something that I have to have. And so I've always had a passion for and a and a love just for the art of writing and what authors do behind the scenes uh, to create what we receive as readers. It just really, mm-hmm. once you get to feel their passion, you get to understand their process, it really helps you appreciate what they do more. It helps you appreciate the craft of writing more. So what I did was I teamed up over Shonda Tate Billingsley and Victoria Christopher Murray, and their goal for their Writers Pro Workshop is to build the next generation of award-winning authors through their workshops. And I thought that was the best thing. I've taken Victoria's classes, and just her passion alone for the craft of writing is mm-hmm. awesome. It's just it just stirs your your juices up. It gets you all stirred up and riled up just to want to create something. So they're going to do a workshop and that's on November the 5th. And through that workshop, they'll give writing tips to start and stay inspired techniques to take your writing to the next level. They'll give you strategies to make your book stand out from the rest. Um, marketing tips on how to become a national best-selling author, which they are both nationally um, best-selling authors, Mm -hmm. ways that your books can go to film. And what producers Mm -hmm. are looking for, if you notice, a lot of authors are taking their books and they're taking it to film or they're taking it to uh, a a web-based series. And so that's that's the new thing. And so I'm glad that they're offering that because you might have there might be some authors that want to take their book, you know, and, and turn it into a series or figure out how to get it on TV or how to get it into a movie, you know. And so I'm glad that they added that to the course. And so that's going to be on um, Sunday, March 5th, from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. And normally that course is a four-week course. So you're going to get four weeks of information, four weeks of um, just building your craft in that five hours. So it's it's like going to school. It's a straight class. You walk in working. I mean, it's, they're really up on it. And speaking of web series and, well, going – taking uh, your books to film, we have Kiki Swenson that's going to be in the clubhouse in a couple of weeks. I'm so excited. She has um, one of her books turned uh, into a television, I want to say a t- uh, HBO show, kind of like Zane mm-hmm. did with hers. 
So I'm excited for her to come on and be able to tell us uh, what she has going on as well. So I was excited about that. I talked to her uh, last week. So we're going to have her in the chat room in a couple of weeks. Sounds like awesome. That sounds awesome. You know, that's really taking it to the next level and expanding, you know, what it is that you're doing. So hats off to her. And uh, make sure you guys tune in because you know she's going to be dropping some awesome jewels for that for that evening. Absolutely. And I've been getting a lot of people that want to participate. They want to, people have sent, they're sending swag items already. I'm getting inboxes where um, they want to send these items to be able to give support. Um, And Uh if you can't send swag items to support and you want to support the event, you can do a few things. You can become a sponsor, you can sponsor a table. Uh, You can share the event, you know, just share it amongst your social media. There's so many ways that you can support us. And I appreciate Mm -hmm. everybody that has inboxed me and emailed me to to want to just kind of cross-promote their things, uh, what they have going on, their books, their events inside of our events. Shout out to Carrie's Corner and his magazine. Um, I'm actually going to be doing an interview uh, on Carrie's Corner the end of February, as well as I'll be featured in their uh, his magazine, which will come out in April. So I'm excited about that. But if you're interested in being a sponsor or sending swag or being a vendor at the event, we are looking for vendors. It's limited space. So if you would like to be a vendor, sponsor, media partner, send swag items for the Divas Luncheon and Literature event. Send your request to Writing Royalty Promotions at gmail.com. Awesome. That's some good information. So make sure you tune in. Uh, and if uh, you, you, you may have missed anything, everything that Alicia has shared with us is on her page. It's on my page. We've been sharing it throughout social media. So make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is all over. So just look for us and you'll find the post is on and all the information that she just shared with us. Absolutely. And we're going to take a brief break and then we're going to have a CEO and owner uh, of Empowered for Elevation, uh, the Venice uh, Cap. Capers, I believe that's how you pronounce her name. You know, I'll be messing names up, but she's an empower, empowerment coach. Um, she's a speaker. You know, she loves passion as well and purpose, and she loves to be able to preserve those things. So we're going to have her in the chat room. She's going to talk about her event and all the things that she has um, coming up. So we're going to play a quick song, and we will be right back. Okay. I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one snore, she gone Like glass jars, use the whole fifth when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one snore, she gone Like glass jars, use the whole fifth 
when it's strong Roll up one whip and I'm gone Shorty like my body Set my name first, gonna make up Go in the same purse, we out here on the grind she got the same thirst, I got a mind, body, and soul, three-round burst. My soldier in hills, the breast behind the ski mask, Netflix and chill. As I roll out the weed bag, she show how she feel. You know a nigga see that, she want my attention, and she know it's time to be back. I'm always down the block, put on Mary J. Block. Pump like handles till she see a mirage. When it's deep, my rib can feel a squeeze from her thighs. I could tell that she mind by the look in her eyes. If we get caught in the act, we'll be sentenced to life. So when it's time to throw down, we don't ever think twice, taking shots at the missus, but this is my wife, so all them shots be misses, bitch, get you a life, I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on, one line at a time, one snore, she gone, like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong, roll up, one whiff and I'm gone, I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on, one line at a time, one snore, she gone, like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong, roll up, one whiff and I'm gone, how you doing, love? What's your name, number, and son? You so divine. Let me look at you from behind. Yeah, your body banging. Coke bottle, some type of model. Digging how when you move through the crowd, the eyes follow. Got my attention. You got my head spinning. The kind of feeling that got you tripping so revealing. Mind state of a hustler, your style so appealing. I'm looking for a trip to Bolivia if you willing. The boy taking Szechuan State and take a break from the day to day. We can get away on a holiday. Vibing, coasting, bragging, boasting. Chopping it up, back to back, blunts in motion Hugging the ocean, shopping, copping, designer Baby, tell me how that sound, I want the finer Things in life, A1 weed, papers and pipes And we can get it right I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one snore, she gone Like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong Roll up, one whiff and I'm gone I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one snore, she gone Like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong Roll up, one whiff and I'm gone Today, Diva's Luncheon and Literature, Eat and Greet, March 4th, 2017, at Atlanta Airport, Marriott Gateway, from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. For sponsorship opportunities, contact writingroyaltypromotions at gmail.com. Are you an author looking for promotional services or a reader looking for a great read at low prices? In this competitive world of books, Writing Royalty Promotions is dedicated to bringing authors and readers together to build a greater respect for literature through our various promotional services and online bookstores. So head over to writingroyaltypromotions.com and check us out. All right, all right, all right. You are now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, welcome to Let's Chat. I'm Leisha. You know I'm here with my right hand as well as my left from time to time. The awesome Miss Tony. She is so awesome, you guys. She is also an editor. If you are looking for an A1 editor, make sure you hit her up. She does a great job. Um, and she, I love that she does what she does very well, 
you know, she's a reader, she's passionate, she has an understanding of the pen, grammar, development, and she she's awesome. So if you're looking for an A1 edit, make sure that you hit up Miss Tony. Yes, I, I shouted you out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> We got fabulous guests today. This is our Mind, Body, and Soul segment. Um, our topic today is, because you know, New Edition is everywhere. Everybody is ex- still excited from the New Edition series that everybody saw on BET. So our topic today is, is it uh, if it isn't love, maybe it's lust. So we have... <laughs> We it's 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 gonna be a good show. We normally really don't always do relationship shows, but we have author, um, certified coach, motivational speaker, um, Venice Capers on, as well as Quentin um, Morgan. He will be on as well, and he's an author as well, motivational speaker. But he talks if you. Don't follow him on Facebook, you should, because he always talks relationships. It's always mm-hmm. a good conversation going on his page. Um, so we have both of them in the chat room today. We're going to kick it off with Denise. Hi. Hey, how are you? Evening. I am blessed. How are you? We are good. We are good. Welcome to Let's Chat. Now, for everybody that does not know who Arthur Venice Capers is, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your literary journey. Oh, hi. Well, my name is Venice Capers. I'm a native New Yorker um, here in Raleigh, North Carolina, by way of Pennsylvania. I'm a mother of four kings, truly blessed by that journey, um, and my transition from New York to Pennsylvania was a journey all in itself, and within that journey, I found that I was in a place that um, God put me in that place deliberately. I always call it accidentally on purpose. I didn't know what I was walking into when I transitioned, but um, my literary journey began um, formally then, but as a young girl, I always would write to find healing or to find clarity within my emotions. So it started with poetry, but about I would say about 10 years ago, my first book called Coming Out of the Darkness um, was birthed, and there is hope after the hurt, and that was to help me unleash some of those things that were trying to hold me bound and not be fruitful in my life and to mm-hmm. affect and negatively impact my son. So I had to find a way to get free, and writing was one of those ways, um, and it continued by with awakened reflections of a grateful black woman because I finally stopped being angry or walking in those stereotypical actions and behaviors that deems us angry and bitter, which I was not, but truly grateful to have survived and overcome some of the things that were intended to slaughter me, but ultimately, ultimately it just positioned me. So that's who I am, and um, I'm a motivational a coach and life speaker, I like to say empowerment speaker because I help provide tools that will help us be available to the empowerment that's awaiting for us in order to reach another mm-hmm. level in our life. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. That's, that's, I am. That's <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. We are so glad to have you here. Now, I'm loving this cover for coming out of the darkness. Can you talk a little bit about that book? 
Oh my goodness, that book, whew, that book was the catalyst to the woman who I am today. Um, it catapulted me into a position. It required me to um, get in position to walk in courage and to step away. Put the what did it say? Put that big girl dress on. I had to put my slip on for that one because mm-hmm. it um, that book. I had to rewind, replay in order to uncover and recover. So I addressed a lot of things that transpired. I wanted to know why, what made me tick. I wanted to know, get deeper into, you know, why was I wired the way I was wired? Why were all my relationships um, dysfunctional? I, I realized my mother said if there was 10 people that called you a duck baby, you need to check for feathers because you was a duck. So I took that. She had just passed, and there was some. I was in the middle of divorce, and that book, Coming Out of the Darkness, was the beginning of it because I felt like I was in such a dark place. But I realized mm-hmm. that the darkness wasn't around me. It was inside of me. So I wanted, I needed to get rid of that darkness. And so it truly was a bold place that I had to um, <coughs> get in because I had to visit those things that transpired as a little girl when I was still, you know, sugar and spice and everything nice. <laughs> that mm-hmm. affected me as a woman and a mother and a wife. And a lot of times we put on some lip gloss and we put on stilettos and we to say that we are both but we still beaten, battered, and broken on the inside. So that was my effort. And the cover, I told the young man what the book was about, that it was a memoir about some things that I experienced that tried to strangulate the life out of me and my very purpose, to be honest with you, now that I realize. Um, And um, he came up with that, and I told him, I said, I feel like a flower breaking through concrete. I feel like it was intended for me to be buried alive, but somehow... Mm -hmm. A little bit of light was able to make it through, and I am just, I'm following that light. And he came up with that cover, and when I saw it, I wept because that cover encapsulates my experiences in life. Wow. <laughs> That's deep. <laughs> you just coming up in the chat room just, just getting me all, like, wowed and awed, and I salute you, girl. I'm this is sorry. Tony. I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, we Hi, have to introduce ourselves. <laughs> I'm just back here like in the, in the, in the show. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Oh, man. That's just awesome. Now, you say you had um, started out writing just to, um, you know, get your, your, your for healing. What was the yes. power? What was the empowerment of using those words that that helped you and continues to help you? What was it about those words that you could just put on paper and just let it flow? There were no restrictions. There were mm. no restrictions. There was no. I wasn't bound. I was. I was. I was a young woman. Um, if I could be so bold, the book talks about it. But I was a young woman who suffered molestation from two years old to fourteen years old. So I was used to being imposed upon. Ah emotionally mm. and spiritually and what the paper and the pen allowed me to do was to be free to be bold to be brave and to be brazen mm. and so there was nobody can stop me from writing right i can get in my corner i can cry on the paper i was a very sensitive little girl and i was always told to stop being who i was i understand now that they did it based on their own place and understanding of what life would do and what it could be to me but ultimately i was told to deny what god purposely put inside of me so I was always in a restricted position physically mentally and emotionally so the paper just 
huh, I could be creative, I can be a princess, mm-hmm. I can be an angel, I can be beautiful, I'm deep dark chocolate, I'm dipped in chocolate twice, I always say double kissed by the sun, I'm grateful for it today, but when I was growing up, there was mm-hmm. nothing good about being double kissed by the sun, so be, I, could, mm-hmm. I wasn't double kissed by the paper, and I wasn't mm-hmm. double kissed by the sun, you know, my reality was painful, so I was able to escape that reality on paper, mm-hmm. and so it it always spelled freedom for me. Mm-hmm. Until I had to write that first book, until God actually instructed me, he that that book was out of obedience, and I told him, no way, no how, for three years. Um, wow. And then I realized a lot of the residue that I was walking in was drizzling down on my sons, and I said, that's not fair to them. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to brave this one. And I no longer mm-hmm. had my mother, so I had no one to call on on those rough nights. I had to rely on God completely and totally. But it was so it was such a blessing. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. This is Tony once again. And, you know, you have touched so, I am sure you have touched so many people that have been in similar situations such as yourself because, you know, it happens. This is this is reality. Yes, and I just want to add a little footnote that you are beautiful. You are a beautiful double chocolate sister. <laughs> chocolate sister. So you, you, you carry that and you carry it well. But um, what did you learn about yourself? <laughs> you are so welcome. That <laughs> what did you learn about yourself through this journey as you wrote about your pain? Oh, my gosh. I'm a warrior. Mm. I learned that I was hey, built girl. for battle. <laughs> I learned I was built for battle. I learned that everything that tried to take me down couldn't because of what was in me, not what was around me. So I learned to live introspectively. So I learned mm-hmm. that it didn't matter what color my bottoms or my shoes were, because I was a I was the girl that had to have the hat, belt that matched the purse, that matched the glasses, that matched the shoe. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> that was me. Uh uh-uh. uh. We wasn't going outside unless we was color coordinated. But now the coordination is taking place inside internally, and so I learned that I, I was a warrior. I learned that I was purposed. I wasn't some accident that mommy and daddy had on a fun night one day, but I was purposed by the hand of God. So, you know, I learned that I am I am determined. I'm fearless in many ways, mm-hmm. as although I quiver in the action sometimes. I'm not going to say that fear doesn't come upon me, but I learned that I, I persevere, you know. I persevere in the midst of hard times. I'm so silly. I, my little girl, I let her play today. She's knocked out. I am silly. I will put two pigtails in my hand a minute, invite some girls over, and we will play. You understand? <laughs> so there's so many things that I've learned. I mean, I just love, I'm compassionate. Mm-hmm. I am a compassionate person. Um, but, you know, there's a fighter in me. A fighter um, got built. You can't go through all of that stuff and not have a fighter in you. You just mm-hmm. have to learn who you need to fight. So I had Ooh, to change. The, right. I had to change the target. I had to change mm-hmm. the target of the fist, and I had to change my weapon tree. So that's what I learned. That's what I, that's, that's some of what I learned about who I might be. <laughs> now, do we pronounce your name Vinice or Venice? You said it perfectly the first time, Vinice. Yes, ma'am. Vinice. Vinice. Okay. This is yes. Okay. This yes, is ma'am. Tony. You know, me and Leisha, we could jack up a name here on this chat. This <laughs> we be asking. Right. We can't. We have to ask. Yes, we gotta ask. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's okay, Tony. That's right. I just want to say one more time, Lisa, I'm sorry to hog it up, but she has been, she has just encouraged me, but um, this is Tony. I want to add one more thing to, to, to what you just shared with us. 
I want to add yes, the facets that are within you. Just shine. It's just shining coming through your your, your presentation. It's coming oh my through God. your voice, and it's like I can literally see mm-hmm. the light shining within the facets of you. So I salute you, girl. You know, and you have given you're us trying to make great... me cry. <laughs> you're trying we, to make me cry. We keep it real. We keep it real. Lisa, she is a fantastic guest for our mind, body, and soul because she she envelops everything that we try to give our guests and our audience when we have our mind, body, and soul show. So she she has she is off the chart. And I wrote down some things, uh, internal coordination, built for battle. Those things resonate with, with women because sometimes, yes. you know, as women, we don't come together and build each other up, you know. And, yes. and, and I love, we love doing that here on Let's Chat, Alicia and I. So thanks awesome. so much. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I, I really appreciate you. And it's so funny that you talked about um, what you touched on because I posted earlier about um, worry and about fear. And a lot of times as women, I think that we tend to lose ourselves whether you're married mm-hmm. or not, if you have kids, mm-hmm. even if you have kids or not, because we're nurturers, so we have to we nurture people around us. And sometimes we forget to nurture yes. ourselves. And yes, yes. we worry a lot. And we worry when we don't mm-hmm. have to, but that's part of fear. And fear is always the opposite of faith. But when people mm-hmm. worry, you, you don't question yourself and say, is it a mind thing or is this fear sitting in my spirit? So I was watching an interview with Kiki Palmer, and uh, mm-hmm. she talked about fear, talked about it being in your head. When, we, when we're fearful mm-hmm. of things, it's a mindset that you're in. And you spoke about yes. going to war. And my thing is, if when you go to war, if something is calm in your spirit and you are fighting for the right thing, then you don't worry because everything is always going to fall in place at the right time. may not be when you want it to fall in place, but it falls in place when it needs to. Mm-hmm. That's right, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I, I find that one of the things um, about being a warrior, you have to know the voice of your commander-in-chief, and you have to know who your commander-in-chief is. And a lot of times for myself, I worried because I wasn't receiving instruction or strategy. So I was just out there flailing in the midst of a sea full of enemies, and all, all, obviously I, it appeared that I was going to easily be overcome. But once I started to learn, okay, I see the enemy to the right of me, all right, I'm going to go to my commander-in-chief and get the instruction because I might be unfamiliar with that enemy, but he knows all enemies, and he knows all the enemies that's coming against me, and he has my back because if he be for me, who can be against me? So I'm going to calm down, take a deep breath, back up, try not try to fight this out of my ego or out of my flesh, and let who, he who has designed me to be a warrior in the first place instruct me how to overcome this battle because it will be overcome if I adhere to the instructions before me. And I think and I'm doing that day by day. As a single mother of four kings, one with multiple disabilities, I have to do that day by day. Although they groan in the environment that we are in, worry is is knocking at the door every morning, every time you turn on the news, there's worry for you. So I believe it's a consistent, consistent, persistent choice that we have to make that we will not allow worry to invade our space, mind or spirit. 
and um, as you said, we edify each other. So if I if I see my sister Alicia worrying, I tap her on the shoulder and I remind her who and whose she is, and that helps her confide in the God, you know, and and understand that she's going to overcome this. We are mm-hmm. going to overcome this. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I, I, you know, I like affirmations. I'm always trying. To, my cousin told me earlier, "You're so positive." Every time I, I just have to look at your page. You're just so positive. But you know, <laughs> Louise Hay, who is an author, she's a, she has um, different affirmations, and she has one that all um, says that all I need to know at any given moment is revealed to me. My intuition is always on my side. And that's, I'm glad that you mentioned mm-hmm. being able to listen uh, to your commander because a lot of times I'm not saying don't pray, but sometimes mm-hmm. in prayer, I believe that we don't pray for the right things all the time. We don't pray the way mm-hmm. we're supposed to pray all the time. And in prayer, because you want something, you're not hearing what he's telling you. So I I really, really, really feel that when you're in need to hear what he has to say, then the only way to do that is through praise and worship because it breaks the atmosphere Mm. up and it opens you up and allows you to hear what you need to hear, the message that you need to hear coming from him. Now, our topic today for our show is um, if it isn't love. Maybe it's lust, you know, because, you know, New Edition, everybody's watching the New Edition movies. They're all excited. But, you know, a lot of times we, you know, people, they're on your mind, they're on your spirit, they're in your spirit, they're on your heart. And sometimes you don't know if it's love, you don't know if it's not love, but sometimes it just could be lust. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, my goodness. That is so, that is such a transparent topic for me <laughs> because I, a lot of times we are unable to identify what the difference is of and and again I speak out of experience because we haven't had great imagery of it we haven't had great imagery or examples of it in life so oftentimes we're peddling through relationships trying to figure out figure it out as we are entangled in the relationships and one of the things um, that I'm learning in, in this late stage and age of life as I await my king um, is that love love doesn't fail. So if I'm in the position where I'm engaging friendship or in relationship or intimacy and it's easily dropped or is easily um, abandoned or is easily neglected, it's not love. Like love pursues, love sacrifices, love is an active participant in between the two people, three people, how many people it is. And lust is just for me. Lust is lust is selfish. It is um is one tracked, is one dimensional. That's had that has been my experience. What do I want from this? What am I getting from this? Love gives. So if I'm really in an engaging in a loving relationship, I'm always looking how I can better serve. I'm always looking how I can what I can offer of myself. How can I be a better friend? How can I be a better wife or a better mother? So I find that that has been my experience, my growing experience with with love um, in receipt and as far as giving it. That's so true. Because like you said, lust is um, 
it's all about I. It's all about me. Yeah. You know, whereas, yeah. whereas love is, is you you looking to make someone else feel better in spite of yourself. And, and doing that, you're both feeling good about whatever it is that, you know, you whoever it is coming together. But lust is very selfish, yeah. like you said, and it's that, like, there's no I in team. Love involves mm-hmm. more than just me. <laughs> Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes, and it's 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 so um it's so it's fulfilling. You know, you're in the presence of love, you feel satisfied. It's almost like having that great bowl of soup in the winter. You know, with the fuzzy socks, you feel satisfied. You you're comfortable. <laughs> yeah, you read a good book. Lust looks for the bells and whistles and the excitement, and we always need to be on a high point, we always need to be on a roller coaster, and we always need to be full of, you know, heat and passion or whatever statement. No, love is love is a safe place. Love provides safety and confidence and assurance, and um, I'm I'm trusting and believing that when I'm prepared to give that, then I'll receive that in return. And it's going to come tenfold. I just feel it. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I receive it. I receive it. I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Can I tell you? I look forward to it. (laughs) It's coming, girl. It is coming. Now, once again, this is Tony, and I want to give you a fun, fun question before you leave the chat room. You know, we we could talk all night with Halish. We got to have you once again. But um, in a nutshell, in a nutshell, um. You know, we we don't judge here. We 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 don't judge. We just like to have fun. But can you sing? <laughs> I preface that, and you start oh laughing. Oh <laughs> Everything that you have shared with us has has touched me, and I'm sure it's touched Alicia and, and everyone else that is listening. But I want you to sing the attributes of Miss Bynice Capers, and just oh my let us feel you through your words. <laughs> Okay, I'm 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 spinning my head. If you see me right now, if you had a camera, you'd be like, "Child, please <laughs> sit down." <laughs> Girl, I can't so, sing okay, a lick, but I get out there. We all sound good in the shower. <laughs> okay, this is gonna be funny. My kids are gonna laugh at me, but here we go. All in good spirits, come. Okay. She's a queen. She is beautiful. She is wonderful, she is funny, she is daring, she is fearless, she is warrior, she is awesome, she is a battle winner, she's victorious, she's my niece. <laughs> Go, girl. That was so good. Oh awesome. That was so awesome. 
Now, if I need you the first one I've oh ever asked that question of, at least you know I'll be happy. She don't know what's going to come out of my mouth when I say I'm going to wrap it up. But that was one. It was, oh. it was, it was a good one, Leash. Oh, my but God. You know, Help me, Jesus. That's why we do what we do here on Let's Chat. Because a lot of times, if readers haven't heard of authors, you know, they don't have that, that word of mouth floating around. We love to give that 31 yes. flavors type of experience here on Let's Chat. And so just to be able to experience that author's passion, because a lot of times we only experience it through what they write. Um, but to experience it by hearing the love and, and the passion they have for what they do and for why they do what they do and for how they feel, it's just awesome. It's, it's awesome. So we really appreciate you for kicking it with us in the chat room. Now, before you go, we want you to shout out um, all of your social media. You do have an event coming up, so we want you to talk a little bit about that and um, shout out your books as well. Yes. Oh, that is awesome. You can find me on Facebook um, by Nice Capers, V-I-N-I-S-E-C-A-P-E-R-S. I have an um, empowerment for Elevation is my business. I am an owner and CEO of that. It's an empowerment speaking and life coach services. And um, mm-hmm. we have a group, Empowerment for Elevation, the challenge, because I believe it's a challenge to become empowered. So you need to be vulnerable, transparent, and available. Um, so you can mm-hmm. find me on Facebook there and Twitter at Vinice Capers. My first book is my first baby. The first one born is Coming Out of the Darkness. There is Hope After the Hurt, and you can find that on Amazon. And Awakened is the second one, Reflections of a Grateful Black Woman. For I am grateful, and each book is designed to help edify a sister and help a sister come out of a place of barrenness and help us um, desist from perpetuating poisonous patterns in her lives and the lives of those mm-hmm. she loves. And I'm just mm-hmm. grateful to be a servant of Most High in any capacity possible. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. You, we have so enjoyed you, really. We, uh, and you just, man, it was the cream of the crop when you sang that song. It was beautiful. Yes, it was so beautiful. We so appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, ladies. I appreciate you, and may you be blessed in all that you continue to do. Oh, right back at you, sweetie. Yes, we received that, and we send that back. We thank you for kicking in with us here on Let's Chat. We want you to continue to listen if you can. Uh, we're going to have a, a another great author uh, and speaker on here on Let's Chat. Uh, we're going to take a brief break. I'm trying to bring up the – we're going to take a brief break, and then we will be back with Quentin Morgan. Okay, yes, ma'am. God bless you. I'll be listening. Okay. Thanks again. <laughs>
now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, welcome to Let's Chat. Oh my goodness, we are on fire today with our mind, body, and soul segment. We just had the fabulous Bynice Capers on. Oh my goodness, if you missed her interview, no worries. You can head over to blogtalk.com and listen to our archives. You can also hear our archives on iTunes. We're about to kick it with our next guest, Quentin Morgan who talks everything relationship on Facebook. Hey, Quentin, how are you? Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, welcome to that chat. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Are we on? Are we on live? Yeah, we're on live. We're on live. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, I'm happy to be here. I'm glad to be a part of the number of this uh, tonight, so... Let's get it on. Let's talk relationships. Absolutely. Now, before we do that, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Um, tell everybody about your book uh, and your literary journey. Okay. Uh, as stated earlier, my name is Quinn Morgan. I am a relationship advocate. And as a relationship advocate, I publicly support multiple ways and concepts in which people connect and their state of being connected. I'm also a self-published author of three books, one uh, being a bestseller. My first book was entitled Male Baggage, Understanding the Burdens and Impediments that Men Bring into Relationships. My second book, which is that's a self-help type of book. Myself, my next book, second book, is a, is a story uh, called Male Baggage 2, Masters of Deception, which is a story based upon uh, Male Baggage 1, the first, my first book. My third book, which is the bestseller, is called Female Baggage, Understanding uh, some issues that um, women can bring into relationships, all right? And also, uh, I'm also an award-winning director and producer. I have a documentary out right now uh, called Mail Bag. It's based upon my first book. And in that movie, I interview several uh, different types of people um, from several different backgrounds and uh, ethnic groups, if you will, and um, basically asking certain relationship questions uh, from uh, my first book. I won two awards, <clears throat> three awards, I'm sorry, uh, with that movie. And right now we're in production or finishing up production, I should say, for my second movie, which is called Female Baggage, which is a documentary based upon the third book, which is the bestseller. And let me break this down briefly about Female Baggage. Female Baggage was the book I, I wrote, but I didn't – I wrote the book, but the information, all the information from the book came from women, <laughs> okay? All the information okay. in the book came from women. So um, I just translated it into, uh, in, uh, into, a, into a book so I can put information out there, not just for women, uh, but also for men, too, so we can understand how, um, how women think. And there it is. Wow. Because, you know, my first question was, how are you going to talk about the female baggage from a male's perspective? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that, here it is. I'm, and actually, I had no plans on writing female baggage at all, uh-huh. at all. But because of male baggage, I got so many requests from women asking me to write about females because they have, because you all have baggage as well. And because <clears throat> I, I, I didn't want to be that guy that, mm-hmm. you know, actually is pointing a finger. At women, look, mm-hmm. look, it's your fault. It's your fault. Look what you all are doing. I don't, you know, I didn't want to be that guy, you know. So what I did was I um, had a Facebook post, 
and got all of the women to just send me their issues, you know, what issues the women have, what are the problems. I just, you know, and I, you know, transferred into into book form and, you know, bestseller. There it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Absolutely. I have a question that. Quick question, Leash. Uh, we got to try to introduce ourselves, uh, Quinn, because we sound so much alike, but this is Tony. What was going on in Quentin's world to start this phenom of, quote, unquote, baggage? Uh, <clears throat> wouldn't necessarily, not necessarily in my world, what's going on in, in society, right? Mm-hmm. And I, um, you know, I just, my perspective, and I, and, and a lot of guys get mad at me. Some women do too as well. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> I always think that it's the man's fault for the reason relationships go awry. And the reason I say that is because if we're supposed to be the leaders and we're the ones that chooses the woman, so we choose the woman and we're the leaders, therefore, when things go awry, totally, it's our fault. Now, not not saying that everything that goes on in a relationship, there, you know, two parties are involved. So both are really at fault, right? Both are mm-hmm. really at fault for the demise of the relationship or the expiration of the relationship, right? But as a man, I take the onus and I say, look, it's my fault, just like America, just like the world. You know, men, we're ruling the world, right? We're ruling the world. We're running the country, right? And the country's effed uh-huh. up, okay? So, um, uh-huh. so I saw all of the all of the all of the things that you know um, has been going on um, in society, created by men, myself included, right? Causing all this type of damage, causing uh, uh, you know creating this baggage for women and creating baggage for ourselves as well. So I decided to just kind of tell women in, in male baggage, tell women what to look out for, you know, when dealing with certain types of men in hopes that it would, you know, help them. So when they come in contact with these type of men, they can know what to do or to avoid these type of men. So that's why, okay. you know, I, I, wrote, I wrote these books or male baggage or female baggage, both of them, you know, from a perspective, a worldly perspective, right, not just in my world, but the world that we all live in. You know the mm-hmm. things that we all go through. So, absolutely. Now, Quentin, this is Leisha, and I love your page mm-hmm. because you're always you're you're always stirring up some trouble. <laughs> always stirring up some trouble on your page. But earlier today, you posted a stolen thought, and it was um, the reason black men and women are having a hard time dating is because mm-hmm. we are not raised to be compatible. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, I just actually you just shared it on your page. But um that's and you have to look at look at how we were raised, how we were brought up from the whole spectrum, right? Not just in our households, but in our forefathers' households and and, and their forefathers' households and so on and so forth. See all of that stems back from slavery, okay? All that stems back from slavery, from taking the, the, the black male, the dominant figure, out of the household or out of the family dynamic and uh, then allowing the woman to really be the one that's being the leader, right? So what happens is we're out of line and out of order. And whatever things are out of line and out of order, you know, things are going to be in disarray as they are right now in the black community, okay? One thing that I want you all to recognize is the fact that we, uh, 73% of all African-American Christian marriages end in divorce, 73%, well, only 47% of um, Caucasian marriages end in divorce, you know. So why is that? You know, you have to think, why is that? But all of that stems back from, uh, from, from slavery, 
and we still have remnants of uh, that way of thinking uh, today. And so you have men, men that are feminized, feminized, and women that are masculinized, right? Women strong, strong black woman, strong black woman. You never hear, you never hear a black man sound a strong black man, but you hear black women sound a strong black women, woman, and that's based upon. That that thinking is based upon the the you know how you all as women had to carry the load even today having to carry the load you know we you know impregnate you all and leave and you all are left to raise kids by yourself and handle things by yourself while a man moves on right so that's that masculine energy that's that masculine energy so whenever you have a female that has a dominant energy of of of, of male um, that male chromosome or a male that has that dominant energy being a female side, you're going to have confusion. And I think that's where that comes from, because we are confused right now. We're out of line and we're out of order. This is Tony Quinn, and that's interesting that you say that you hear women say, I'm a strong black woman, as opposed to men saying, I'm a strong black man. Mm -hmm. I I never really thought about that until you said it, and that's a very true fact. But I wanted, mm-hmm. um, I just, you know, I've shared here on on this chat as well as our, our other radio station that um, mm-hmm. in September I'm going to be married 25 years with my husband, and I was raised. <laughs> thank you, and I was raised by my mom basically because my dad was in the service in the okay. army, so he was always mm-hmm. out fighting wars. So I mm-hmm. always had that strong woman influence. Mm-hmm. Or should I say, I, now I'm conscious of saying that strong black woman influence, but that strong woman influence in my life. And, and I, mm-hmm. it was a little rocky at first in my marriage because I was used to being one in control. And it wasn't mm-hmm. until I relinquished that control and let my husband be the man that he is mm-hmm. that it started clicking. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so that is so true what you say because sometimes you just have to let a man be a man. Right, right. Once things, and just based upon what you just said, once things mm-hmm. got in, in line, in order, then things started working right. out better, <laughs> you know, like a well-oiled machine. Not saying that you don't have problems, not issues now, but they're, I'm mm-hmm. quite sure they're smoothed out a lot better now than they were 25 years ago. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know, so, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, we just, as women and men, we have to understand our roles. Understand our direction, understand our purpose within our relationships in order in order for them to be successful. Uh-huh. And you also have to realize and understand where the woman has come from because she's bringing herself into that relationship, just like he's bringing himself. So you have this these two worlds coming together, and you have to try mm-hmm. to make it work. You know, because right. you have little people that are now into your world. We have children, you know, and and they're looking at mm-hmm. the world that we've created for them. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, that makes plenty of sense. And, you know, you know, kids are actually, kids can do one or two things. They can make a marriage or a relationship or they can break it, <laughs> you oh, know. that's um, so true. But, <laughs> but, we, as, but once you understand, like you, like you mentioned, you said, you know, you have to understand where the woman's come from. Um, but also, you know, both of you all have to understand where both of you all come from. And I always, I say mm-hmm. this as well. We have to understand when you endeavor in a relationship, you have to understand a person's background. Because that plays an intricate part in the uh, success or failure of that relationship, okay? Mm-hmm. So you have to understand a person, you know, were they raised with their father? Were they raised by their mother? Um, what type of environment were they raised in, right? Mm-hmm. So 
and on both sides, whether was the father was he did, did the father know his father? Does the father or does the, does your boyfriend or husband know how to be a man? Were there positive male influences around him, right? Um, um, during the process of him growing up, you know, and all those things, you know, we have to take into consideration when we mm-hmm. endeavor into a relationship. Now, because once you endeavor into a relationship, you take on all of his baggage. He takes on all of your baggage, and you all have to help each other unpack. You know what I mean? So, and it's also understanding who you are and where you come from, you know. So um, once you understand those dynamics of the relationship, then, you know, things would uh, work out a lot better. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Go ahead, T. I'm just enjoying <laughs> <laughs> I'm just enjoying. You know, our topic today what is um cuz you know everybody is all into the new edition thing. So, it's called is it is if it isn't love, maybe it's mm-hmm. lust. And a lot of right. times I think that people confuse confuse love. Um they confuse love with being in love because those are two separate things, but they also confuse it with lust. Can you talk a little bit mm-hmm. about that from a man's point of view? Well, let's, let's just go on what you said about new edition, right? Just listen to the words of the song. If it isn't love, why do I feel this way? Why does she stay on my mind? Okay? Uh-huh. You know, if it isn't love, you know. Um, so when you listen even to the words of the song, you know, it's a big difference between love and lust. When you, when you, in, when you are in love, things click differently. You think differently. Um, you react differently. You know, when you're in lust, uh, you know, you when you when you in lust really is more so about from a sexual standpoint, you know. So you, all you want to do is get the wing, or vice versa, right? And that's all it's about. That's all it's about. It's just about sexual, just the sexual energy. But when you are in love, it's more to it than just sex, right? You want to know what that person's doing. You want to make sure that person eats. You want to make sure that person's healthy. You want to, you know, be around that person on a consistent basis, right? You 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 you're concerned more you're you're concerned more about that person than you are yourself at sometimes, right? That's a big huge difference between love and lust. You know, lust lust is normally from a from a you know that sexual energy and that's that's all you want. You know, you really don't care about being around the man or the woman. I mean, you know, you can you can you don't you don't it's cool, but it's just from the sexual that sexual energy is so potent so powerful. That's it, but that's all you have. Right, but when you love, when you are in love, you're thinking about the person all the time, and not just the person. Like I said, from a sexual standpoint, you know how are they doing? What are they doing right now? What are they doing today? Are they thinking about me? I'm thinking about them. You text them all the time. You want to talk on the phone. You want to be around them on a consistent basis. You don't mind being around them after the sexual act is performed, right? And that's one of the huge differences between lust and love. But what happens a lot of times is women get it confused. Because you all subconscious mind is not necessarily in your mind; it's actually in your vajayjay. Uh-huh. So you think really from a from you know from that you know perspective is you know because you you all are emotional. So you know um, sex can you know normally is an emotional experience, especially for women. So when you think more uh, so on the emotional side, that's when you'll have a lot of women that confuse lust with love. Uh-huh. Interesting, and I, and I, I, I this is Tony uh, Clinton, and uh, okay. I can see where where you would form that equation, but I mm-hmm. want to go back just before we brought up the love and lust because we're gonna get mm-hmm. back to that. You know, okay. we were talking about <laughs> we were talking about um, 
the way men and women grow up. You know, we, we've touched on this subject here on the chat uh, a few times, whereas you have the big mama in the house or, or, or your pop-pop in the house. And right. in those situations, you kind of have that that old-school relationship that may have transcended the times and, and lasted. You understand what right. I'm saying? And sometimes mm-hmm. growing up, a lot of us have grown up without big mama, and, 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 and we see that. Do you where do you find a disconnect with our younger people because they taught us certain values and ethics, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and life life lessons. Right. Where do you see right. the con- disconnection? Oh, okay, well on uh, the disconnection, uh and let's go back a little I don't know, I don't know the age Well well let me go back a little bit. Uh-huh. You say young people, um, you know, our us as uh, as adults, uh-huh. we were. I don't know how old you ladies are, but I'm I'm 45 years old. Okay, uh-huh. so um, I seen the um, transition come. I say around 1986, 87, 88, around that time. The disconnect came with the music, as you see. Once uh-huh. the music changed, so did we change. See, when we was coming up, we talk about new edition. We was coming up, we had new edition. We had Force MDs. We had Luther Vandross. We had uh, Patti LaBelle. We had uh, mm-hmm. Whitney Houston. You know, we had these people putting the Stacey Lattisaw. We had people putting out these love songs, these love ballads, talking about love, family. Mm-hmm. You know, remember the song? Remember 1979, We Are Family? You know, it was the biggest hit back then. Mm-hmm. You know, it was one of the biggest mm-hmm. hits. Then you had the groups like the Sister, Sister Sledge, the... Um, uh, what's the other the, the point of sisters? Those type of mm-hmm. those type of um, groups. Good uh, um, music. The, the whispers. Good right. music. Now, exactly. But all of the, all of them, all of our music back then were based upon love. Love. When you saw if mm. when you when, when a group or a or an individual put out an album, the first thing that we wanted to know was or or the or the um, industry wanted to know the radio wanted to know how many ballads do you have on a song on on the record? How many ballads? You know, love. You know, Lenny Lenny Williams. You know you. I mean, the list goes on. But around 88, around 88, 86 to 88, it became more so about sex, drugs, violence. And this is all the kids here, right? So all the kids mm-hmm. here, the disconnect came, all the kids. I'm not saying kids, I'm talking about us at that time, being children, hearing those things. So we started, uh, uh, um, you know, wanting to be that person instead of being the lover, mm-hmm. instead of being the family guy, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Like Freddie Jackson or like Luther Vandross We didn't want to be that guy We wanted to be Ice Cube You know, we wanted to be Luther Campbell You know, um, th- those type of dudes Right mm-hmm. Then you fast forward to today Right, you fast forward to today Right Now, what you have, not only is the music jacked up And you have the television series Of programs that's jacked up So we was coming, we had good times Family oriented uh, the Jeffersons, family-oriented. Uh, what's happening, family-oriented. Even with what's happening, even though the father and the mother were divorced, the father still came around, right? You had all of those family dynamic shows, you know. Now what you have, love and hip-hop, Housewives of Atlanta, which is only one housewife on there, only, only one wife on there. Then you see the cackling, all the women fighting each other, and then um, even with um, Hip Hop LA or Hip Hop Atlanta, Hip Hop New York, the, the, the glorification is on the man sleeping with multiple women, right? So the, the man gets glorified for being 
a, a hole, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Whereas when we were coming up, shoot, man, man, that that wasn't looked, that wasn't that was frowned upon in our community, right? Mm-hmm. So that's when the right. disconnect came. And see, these kids now are more interested in how many women they can get, and the women are interested more so in how many uh, how many followers they can get, how many men they can get, right? Women are having mm-hmm. when we was coming up threesomes and stuff, that was like, ugh, ugh. Now, that's the thing to do. That's mm-hmm. the thing to do. So the disconnect came through through media, uh, um, uh, through these magazines and other type of mediums, right? Mm-hmm. And now these, this, these are the results that we've gotten from starting with music, and that's transcended on into TV programming. Mm-hmm. That's deep, but I have to let you know that's deep because you took me way yeah. back. <laughs> you took me way back, and I saw the the transgression, and I saw the 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 time frame mm-hmm. to today. Because, like you said, mm-hmm. we had those long songs, we had those, and and I think that was like the beginning of hip hop. Right. You know, right. But hip hop then but, is different from hip hop now. You had Curtis Blow back then. You had mm-hmm. it, it, it was it was. I can tolerate certain things, and it was palpable mm-hmm. if if that mm-hmm. makes sense. But today, yeah, yeah. sometimes I can't even understand what's being said. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know, and you can't, and it, the, the songs have no real meaning, and the songs really mm-hmm. are more so about sex and violence. And you go back to, you know, um, look at LL, Ladies Love Cool James, LL. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it was just more about like battle rapping, you know, and stuff like that. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. about, you know, sex, drugs, and violence. It wasn't about that. Run DMC, mm-hmm. you know, EPMD, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, all of those, uh, uh, the Sugar Hill Gang, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I mean, I mean, you, it, it's all about drugs, sex, drugs, and violence. Sex, drugs, mm-hmm. and violence, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have to be, we have to be, you know, careful on what our kids listen to and watch. But it's kind of hard to kind of monitor what they watch. Or what they listen to because it's so rampant. It's everywhere, right? And I, I did this mm-hmm. um, experiment probably a couple of years ago, and I told everybody, turn to V103 or whatever your local hip-hop station is. Turn to that station and turn to Rooster Country 107 or whatever your local country station is. Listen to the music. Big difference. Night and day. Mm-hmm. Night and day. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about the, 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 the tone. I'm talking about the content. The content. Yeah. Every song you listen to on the on hip hop is about sex, drugs, and violence. Sex, drugs, and violence. You don't hear, you don't hear many ballads anymore. You know, you don't hear that. You know, I'm lost in love. You know, I can't live without you. You don't hear that superstar. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to tell you, baby, um, the changes I've been going through, missing mm-hmm. you, missing you. <laughs> you know. Come on now, we don't hear that kind of stuff anymore. (laughs) You know, we don't hear those kind of things anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Now it's all about Mm -hmm. nine piece straight eight ball. You know, you bought four, I sell you five more. That's what it's about now. You know, Um, how you how you how you shoot. You know how many, you know how many women can you get? I got five holes, and I got four more coming. You know those type of things. Those are the things that they're talking about now. Wow, this, I'm gonna, Lisa. You just, you just cut me off when you're ready to jump in, Lisa. Cause Quinn got me going sitting over here in my chair. <laughs> I know. I see you over there rocking to the left. Cause you're like, hmm, that's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting 
said, like she said, it's interesting that you said that, Quentin. This is Tony once again. <laughs> I guess you mm-hmm. kind of know the voices now. But I have three children. I have two boys and a, and a, a beautiful young daughter. Now, mm-hmm. one of my my sons, he's a student athlete. He plays uh, college basketball. You know, mm-hmm. and like you said, you try to monitor what they look at and what they listen to as they grow mm-hmm. up. But they come to a point where they're in society now. I live in Long Island in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. So it comes to a point where they're out there in society. You know, they're out right. there with their friends. So right. we can control it up to a point. But right. when he he goes off to college, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's 6'5", 210, fantastic-looking young man. He's exposed Absolutely. to some of the things that we try to shield him from, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. of course, as an athlete, as a young man, they do what they do. But mm-hmm. we were talking to him the other night, and, and it was good to know that what we have been teaching them still resonates within them because mm-hmm. he says he likes the music. And we talked about music. My husband loves jazz. Mm-hmm. I love R&B. He finds mm-hmm. that, and he plays three instruments, my son, so he finds that mm-hmm. music calms him, whereas basketball is his passion, but he right. finds himself listening to, like, smooth jazz or right. that old school R and B, and I was kind of surprised. Right. And he said because that's all we used to listen to growing up, so it stuck with mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. So some mm-hmm. values do stick with them, and we just pray that more good values and not bad values stick with with them. Mm-hmm. So well, it's interesting um, that you said that. Yeah, well, I was going yeah, to rant. You, well, you all taught him. See, you all taught him, mm-hmm. and. You know, from the biblical terms, you know, the Bible says even a dog would turn back to his vomit. And, mm-hmm. you know, basically you, you taught him. So he, he returned back to his core values, to what he understands, to what he knows. Now, mm-hmm. here's the thing. Will he smoke weed? Maybe. Will he mm-hmm. have sex? Yeah, probably. You know, mm-hmm. but I mean, and really, those, and, I, and those things are good because you want him to, to, to experience life. You want those mm-hmm. life experiences because that's what teaches him. That's how he grows, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he also will understand, okay, I'm in this situation. What do I do? Okay, mommy would do this. Daddy would do that because you all showed him the right way, right? Mm-hmm. That's how you have, you know, you always, you ever thought on why people murder other people? You know, you ever thought, mm-hmm. you know, they get in an argument and they just murder the other person. They just shoot them, Right. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. based upon that's what like they what know. Was he thinking? <laughs> yeah, but but he was thinking what he was thinking is what he knows. His environment. Shut up! I'm shooting. I'm pulling the trigger. I'm going to the mm-hmm. trunk. That's all he knows. But someone mm-hmm. that has other other types of values is based upon what is called enculturation, right? Enculturation. Mm-hmm. The root word to enculturation is culture, right? And uh, mm-hmm. basically, enculturation is that's the gradual acquisition of norms and characteristics that are basically brought into you or um, shown to you by your parents, how you were raised. That's basically what enculturation is. So by your son being in that positive environment for, you know, the better part of his life, now he's able to, to disperse what he has been taught out into society. Now, will he do wrong? Absolutely. But he'll learn from it. It's an old gospel right. song that says, you know, I'm climbing on the rough side of the mountain. Remember that song? I'm doing my best mm-hmm. to make it in. Well, the thing about the rough side, you ever tried to climb a smooth mountain? You would fall. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. It's those rough edges that you step on that helps you climb up that mountain. Life is the same exact way. You learn more from your disappointments than you do all your mountaintop experiences. That's how you learn, right? Through experience. I like that. You know, I like so, that you just right, said that. Right. <laughs> right. So, so your son will be just fine. Will he do wrong? Absolutely. But he'll do more right than wrong. But he will learn from his mistakes. That's what's going to make him into um, a, a positive male figure into our community today. Mm-hmm. It's funny you should say that because he says, you know, he, he doesn't fear the police. He fears his father coming at him should he just grew mm-hmm. up and even have to be in front of a policeman. So it, it, it right. resonates with them. It stays with them. Like, nah, my dad is, he, he's always in my ear. <laughs> right. And, and guess ear. what? <laughs> and he doesn't want to disappoint you or his dad. Right. That's more so, you know, yeah, exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, that's more so what it's about. You know, and his, and his dad probably went upside his head coming up, showing him what it is to be a man and how to be a man and, you know, how to treat a woman mm-hmm. and whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So, he, mm-hmm. you know, and he should fear his father more than the police. <laughs> okay. I fear <laughs> my dad more than the police. And I'm a grown man. You know, my mom, you know, I'm. You know, I'm a big guy. I'm a, I mean, you know, but my mom's a little woman, you know, but I still listen to what she said. Now, she can't do anything to me, but she's my mom, you know, because I know how I was raised. So she say, be quiet. I know, oh, yes, ma'am, you know, so absolutely. Alicia, <laughs> I, I, I just saw me and, me and Kyle, because he comes in the house, because I told you he's six five and I'm about five two, So I have to look up. <laughs> I said, but don't worry, you can come down real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel I feel the difference between you and your mom as far as height. You know that we may be small, but we pack a powerful punch. <laughs> <laughs> I am so enjoying this interview with you, Quinn. Can you tell? <laughs> I'm enjoying you all as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, if you one thing that is missing, if you could say one two things that you think are missing um, in relationships today, what would the two most important things be? Uh, communication, uh, number one, you know, communication, and choices. <laughs> choices. And let me explain uh-huh. choices. The reason our relationships, our relationships go in left field is because we make the wrong choice. We're choosing the wrong individuals, right? The reason we're choosing the wrong individuals is because we don't know who we are. We don't know mm-hmm. ourselves. So when you don't know yourself, you, you can't enter a relationship. Well, you can't enter one, but it's, it's going to be dicey because you don't know who you are. They don't know who they are, so you're trying to figure it out as you go, you know. So you mm-hmm. end up you know, on, the, on the negative end. Um, pardon me, end up on the negative end. And the communication is the number one thing, mm-hmm. though. You have to communicate. Those are one of the main things that are missing. If you look at a lot of my post postings, and let me share this with you all. When you all see, go to my, when you all go to my page, and you see QWQ. That stands for Questions with Quentin. That's what that stands for. Those are questions uh-huh. from my inbox. Those are questions from my inbox, right? And um, if you if you look at those questions, most of them revolve around communication. Ninety five percent of them revolve around communication, lack of communication. Uh-huh. You know. And that's a, a, another reason most um, relationships end up on the negative end because of lack of communication. You know, we have to communicate, uh-huh. you know, but on top of communicating, uh-huh. we also have to choose the right individual. 
In order to do that, we have to know who we are and know what we stand for and, you know, bask in that before we can delve into um, a serious, real, true relationship. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you, you said communication because everybody was in the uproar when Monique talked about her and her husband's open relationship. And she didn't say that they still had an open relationship. At some point in time, this is what it was for them to get over the hump in their relationship. This was a choice that they made. But what she did say that a lot of people didn't listen to is a lot of people in relationships are not as open as they say they are. They're not open to communication. You can't right. communicate um, really truthfully and honestly with your mate sometimes. And you have relationships where you can't do that. If it's something that you just can't tell your mate, it shouldn't be anything. First of all, you should be able to talk to them about anything. But there's so many things that people hold back because they don't communicate. And sometimes that's because the other person isn't open to communication. That's true. That's true, uh, but also I don't think that your mate has to know everything. Some things don't need to be said. It's just like, mm-hmm. you know, I. this is the type of guy I am. If you and I are friends, just friends, right, if you and I are just friends, and someone says something about you to me, I check them right then. There's no need mm-hmm. for me to come back and tell you what that person had to say. Right, mm-hmm. but see, a lot mm-hmm. of times people will come back and tell you, so you can be mad, and you can be mad at them too, and drama and confusion. That's not me. I think relationships mm-hmm. are the same way. Some things don't need to be said. You don't need to tell tell your tell your husband or tell your wife or tell your girlfriend or boyfriend that somebody's trying to talk to you today. For what? You know, I mean, especially if you know who your um, mate is and what they mm-hmm. are about. You know, some things are better left unsaid. You know, some things just uh, don't need to be said. But as far as Monique, a lot of, Monique got a lot of flack behind her saying they have an open relationship. But my thing with that was, if that works for them, then fine. I can care less. That's right. Everybody got to do whatever they got to do to make their relationship. Whatever, that's it. That's it. If you if you happy with your man or your husband or your wife going out to sleep with somebody else every now and then, hey, if you like it, I love it. You know, I, I can't dictate <laughs> mm-hmm. your relationship. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but you should be able to communicate with your mate about, you know, most things. So some things are better left unsaid. I mean, because it don't, it doesn't matter. You know, right. some things really doesn't matter. I mean, um, I made a, uh, I had a post. Well, actually, I did a live video today concerning, you know, cell phones and and and, and inboxes and text and uh, text messages. I mean, in uh, emails. You know, you have a lot of women. Yeah, men too. That'll go through your phone, go through your inbox, and do all that, which is silly, which is silly. You know, and somebody said, well, you shouldn't have your secrets. That's not a secret. It's a, different, it's a difference between secrets and space, okay? Secrets is something that's unknown that you done told somebody that shouldn't be, you know, shared, you know. Space is something that you own. You own your space. You know, you own your space. It's your space. You don't need to tell everybody everything. You know, it's not... I don't think it's healthy to just share everything with your mate. You know, everything? Right. You mean everything? I mean, come on now. <laughs> it's not necessary. You know, um, that's that's why you have a lot of problems when you have when a man asks you, <laughs> you know, how many guys you've been with. Man, why is that important? All that's important is that you're with her right now. That's all that's important. <laughs> so why are you worried about who she has been with in the past, especially at this <laughs> stage in the game? You know what I mean? You know, right. so everything doesn't need to be shared, you know, um, 
but but I mean, communicating is, is is great. And when I talk about communication, I'm talking about you know from a financial level, from a spiritual level, from an emotional level, you know those aspects, sexual level, those aspects. But some things just is kind of better left, you know, um, you know, unsaid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, because um, yeah. not everything doesn't need to be shared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now we got a hand up. You mind taking a call? Do I mind? I don't mind at all. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we got three o two five o five. You are live <laughs> in the chat room. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, this is S. Raven. Hi, Storm. how are you? Hey, how are you, Raven? <laughs> I'm doing good. Hey. <laughs> Look, I completely agree. Everything that was said, I don't think that all that sharing of information, you know. Some people put mm-hmm. too much into a relationship, and that's why mm-hmm. they have so many problems when it falls through. Mm-hmm. Everybody comes mm-hmm. in as an individual. That's you right. still maintain together, but you have to be separate because you have that's your right. own identity. Mm-hmm. And so I don't need, just like you said, you don't need to tell everything. That's, mm-hmm. that's for people who are looking for some type of answer. Because if I come to you, and I know you're my man, and I know mm-hmm. how you are, why would mm-hmm. I tell you that some other guy is trying to talk exactly. to you? Unless exactly. I want you to get riled up to show mm-hmm. your – that's not affection to me. That's not how you show your love because you jealous. I agree. It's not showing your love because you won't get mad because somebody's trying to talk to me. Somebody should talk to me because I'm going to mm-hmm. keep myself up for you and for myself, mainly for mm-hmm. myself. So mm-hmm. I, my life don't stop after I'm with you. That's right. The That's whole right. thing is I don't have to respond to the whatever it is that this person is saying to me. Thank right. you very much. I look nice. Thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Or would, would you like to go out? No, I'm sorry. I'm with someone, but I appreciate the offer. That's mm-hmm. it. Go on about your business. It's over and done. moving. Mm-hmm. Keep it moving But see now when you want to feed into it And pass it along See you're looking for something That's right. You're insecure in that relationship That you need to be fed On a daily basis That this man still cares for me Right That's sad Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely she's a thousand percent correct And, and, and you, one thing you don't want to deal with <laughs> Is an insecure man <laughs> you, want a, no. you, want, you want some problems Deal with an insecure man you know, I mean that you're talking about some serious problems, and an insecure man may go upside your head. That's right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know. So you, you know, my mother always, and my mother always told me, when you look, you gonna find. I don't All need day. to go through your phone. I don't That's need to right. go through your wallet. I don't That's need right. to go through none of that stuff because it could be, it could be something as simple as here. Um, if you want to open an account, get in touch with me. I'm, right. I'm over. It don't have to be. Oh, she gave him his That's her right. card. She wants him. She right. No. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and you, you know what? Looking, you wouldn't have never mm-hmm. seen that. You wouldn't See, know that's the thing. That, Could have been a I made a video. You. I made a video about that today. That's the thing. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? You know what are you? And then the, the premise of my video was: once you find what you're looking for, now what? Mm-hmm. Now what? You know, what, you're going to argue with them? You're going to break up with them? Because you're not going to break up with them or her. Then why even do it? 
right? Because 99% yeah. of the time you're going to find what you're looking for, even if it's nothing. Because you're going to make it out That's of something. Right. You know, That's I could have right, texted my cut. I could have ran into somebody that want to do nails or something. Hey, give me your, hey, it's good to see you, whatever. I text them, hey, um, whatever. And you look through my phone and see a text message to Tasha about getting nails done, but the nails were for you, and you turn it into something. Now, we got That's problems right. because you're searching mm-hmm. insecure, That's jealous. Right. You and know. I'm, I'm, now, we all, first of all, don't go through my stuff. My stuff I agree. is my stuff. That's don't right. That's stuff. right. That's right. Okay, That's now, you want to have an argument. It ain't going to be about what you found. It's going to be about the fact that <laughs> you was in my stuff. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> right. 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 You know, <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> okay. And just like I tell anybody, I don't fight over no man, but when you step to me, see, we're going to have a fight because you step into me. Not because mm-hmm. we're we going to have a fight over this man because one thing about it, hey, when the bus leaves, there's another one on the way. And that's how I look at right. it. That's true. That's and, true. And, and ladies, you know me because I write this stuff. Mm-hmm. I write it. That's so and true. all my books that I write, I let it be known. It's a freak uh-huh. in everybody. <laughs> now, I can so be your true. freak. Or I can be somebody else's freak, or I can be everybody's freak. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's right. <laughs> that's great. Well, you know, we're right here, you know we, my motto, freak. if it ain't naughty, it ain't right. We're out here freaking. Yes, we love you call freaking. Him, you call him back in. Call, call back up. later. <laughs> but, I mean, and, and we, I think we as uh, black women, have a bad mm-hmm. problem with that mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we get so hooked up on affection that we have to take it all the way to the to the next level. Mm-hmm. You know, break that down a little bit. Break that down a little bit. Break that down. Can I give, give me some clarity on what you what you mean? What you're talking about? So what I mean okay. is, you can have somebody that mm-hmm. you just met, mm-hmm. and they want to take you out to eat. Mm-hmm. Well, the, now the next day, you don't hear from that person. Mm-hmm. It could be two, three days later, they mm-hmm. call you. You got an mm-hmm. attitude. Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. it's been two, three days later, and you just met this person. Right. They, they, there's no reason why all of a sudden now you attached when you just met this person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the reason why we have so many, and, and I know I'm going to piss somebody off, that you got to have a baby by every man that you have been with. Mm. You just stepped on some toes. That is not <laughs> having, yes. that is not a relationship because right. you have a baby. That's not mm-hmm. a relationship. That's it's right. not a relationship when you just met somebody. Relationships mm-hmm. take time to develop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just like kids that's walking true. around always talking about that's my best friend. You have not developed long enough to have a best friend. Mm-hmm. I got a best friend because I've known her for over forty years. Mm-hmm. You can't be my best friend if I met you last week. That's what I'm saying because see, you haven't been in a fire with me. Right. You haven't been my confidant. You haven't mm-hmm. held mm-hmm. my head up when it was going down. So you mm-hmm. can't carry that title 
until you've done things to have that title. So you can't be my man just because you call me. Mm, and we right. go out to eat. That don't make you my man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. But see, you got these women out here that get just a little bit of attention. And then they stuck. And then when it don't come back to them the way they want it, now they upset. But see, you didn't mm-hmm. give it a chance to develop. You put a label on it before you even knew what was in the can. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. You see, content's unknown. <laughs> right. Now, am I, now, am I right? Because some of us got some friends that's like that. I got a girlfriend that went and met this guy, and they wasn't even together for a whole week, and she buying dogs on what? Uh, a magazine to find her oh, dress. Oh, Lord. It was me. Because oh, this is her soulmate. Girl, <laughs> just took my breath away. <laughs> wow. wow, wow! But you well, know, I appreciate you, have... Raven, for calling in and kicking with us I in the really chat do. room. Well, keep on doing your thing. I'm gonna try to drop in as much as I can. But know uh-huh. that I love y'all and respect y'all, and you know, keep on doing what you're doing. Put that word out there because people need to know exactly what it is. And like you said, don't if you look. You're going to find. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right, Raven. Right, Thank you for right. calling in. I appreciate you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. <laughs> she gave us some stuff to think about as well. She always gives us a, a, a earful, and we just soak it up and internalize. That's right. And that's our Raven. <laughs> yeah, that, that, the Raven ain't no joke. <laughs> Raven ain't no joke. <laughs> Raven, say if it ain't freaky, it ain't right. All right, Raven. You got to so read one of her books, Quinn. You got to read one of her We should have had a shout-out uh, leash. Yeah, I know. I, I, I oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm, – I'm tuned in now. I'm definitely uh, tuned in. I'm, I will get one of her books. Yeah, yes, I will get that's Raven Storm. Check her out. I will. That's I'll right. Do. Now, Quentin, for you, what is um, – if we were talking to you a year from now, and we were talking about your accomplishments in 2017. What are some of the things we will be speaking about this time next uh, year? Oh, oh, uh, my uh, movie, my next movie, going, you know, um, getting another award or two, you know, uh, being in the Sundance Film Festival, winning an award or two in the Sundance. Um, mm-hmm. uh, also, next book, another best-selling, another best-selling book. You know, those are the things that you know um, that I that I cherish. Those are that's the direction, um, you know, that I want to be in. You know, I want to continue to grow, continue to fester. You know, continue to you know make people happy and engage in individuals and address these relationship is- issues. So, you know, a year from now, this time next year, I, I would like everyone to be able to say, "Well, that man, he, he he's doing it. He's doing it. Mm-hmm. He's he's making changes in our relationships. He's making us think. He's making us. He's allowing us to grow. You know." Those are the things that I want people to um, uh, to look at, or oh, that's the uh, that's the level that I want to uh, continue to grow in. You know, just making um, mm-hmm. allowing people to be able to think about their relationship status, you know, uh, or how to engage differently in their relationships and how to and how to grow, how to grow in themselves and how to love themselves as well. So that's mm-hmm. where I would like to be a year from now. Just more, you know, more now, more love. You know what I mean? Just more of what I have now. More. Mm-hmm. 
That's awesome. This is Tony Quinn, and I'm going to wrap up uh, the chat room because I like to ask a fun question before we, we turn the lights out here in the chat room. Now, I'm 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 a woman with different different loves and facets, and one of them is uh, superheroes. And okay. you have added such depth to our mind, body, and soul segment tonight, and we really appreciate you. We, we please don't make this be the last time you come to join me, Alicia. It won't. It, it won't be. It won't be. <laughs> I'm we, glad we you have got me on. Such yeah, such a rich and in depth conversation this evening, and I'm sure our listeners. Mm-hmm are enjoying it as well. But if you were a superhero, because you are our relationship guru, what would your superpowers be and why? What would you bring to the superhero kingdom? (laughs) (laughs) My super, my powers, my powers would be, you know, to be able to be that, that, um, what do you call that? That, uh, what is that movie with the, um, with the, what is the one with the different the, the, all the different people have the different powers the meta begin with the M, but my um what's the movie what's the movie? Fantastic <laughs> um, Four. No, the one that they got one out now. They have the, the lady with the eye. Jada Pinkett was in it. The uh, oh. mutants, oh. mutants, mutants, oh. whatever. Oh, okay, I yeah. got you. Yeah, yeah, but my powers would be able to draw people together. Right, uh-huh. we'll be able to link people together, man and woman, or woman woman, man man, whatever. But from mm-hmm. a relationship standpoint, I'll be able to. I'll be Cupid, if you will. Oh. A, more masculine oh. though, more masculine. <laughs> I would be a putting people together. Cupid. That would be my super. That's right. That's what I would be. That would be my superpowers. Being able to bring people together, you know, magnetize, uh-huh. you know, um, the right people, not the wrong ones. Be able to um, bring the right people together, you know. Um, mm-hmm. When you see that person, you see them eyes, feel that energy, automatic, boom, that's him. Automatic, boom, that's her. That's what I would uh, be able to do. That's what That would be my superpower. As Being a superhero, I'll be Cupid. Think about Cupid. Q, me, Quentin, Cupid. <laughs> <laughs> now, you said you, you, that one thing that I do here on the show is I'm always taking notes, and, and I'm always taking notes of our guests, and I just want to just reflect on just two of the things that you share with us All right. because you, mm-hmm. you ended it up with being our big Cupid on the show. You are, let's check right. Cupid. Cupid with a C because I want you to uh, add in your Cupidness mm-hmm. <laughs> the number one problem between relationships is that communication and choices. So that's the three C's right, right there. And you also share with us secrets and space. So I, mm-hmm. I love how you bring certain things together, and if you could put that in your in your arrow, Mr. Cupid, and 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 share that and steer people That's with that, good. I think you would be a powerful hero. What you think? <laughs> well, what all day, all day. Everyone wants love, right? <laughs> everyone wants commitment, right? You know, everyone wants yes. that. That everyone wants. Everyone wants someone or something to love. You know. Cupid, me, that's me. I'll be that one that, that needles those people together, that, that, what you call it, that threads those people together. You know, uh-huh. like getting stitches, right? You bring them together. Yes. <laughs> That'll be me. Yes. You know, I'm that Finding needle. Them. I'm that needle. Right. All right, right. now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Quentin. We have so enjoyed having you here on Let's Chat with me and my phenomenal guest. Give me guest. Oh, <laughs> I just took over the show, me. <laughs> Let me um let me share this with you all before I before I go. Let me share this with you all before I go. I will be okay. in Las Vegas. 
I'll be in Las Vegas, Nevada, at the Windmill Library, library um, March the 11th. March the 11th, I'll be doing a seminar or doing a uh, PowerPoint presentation, if you will, on mm-hmm. men, on the six type of men and six type of women to avoid. You can get your tickets through oh. Batista Davis, LMT. You can you can uh, pull up on Facebook or you can inbox me, and I give you the information on how to get your uh, to get your tickets. And also, everybody. Everyone out there, I have a dating site. I have a dating site that I created myself. It's called DatingNut, D-A-T-I-N-G-N-U-T.com, DatingNut.com. And we welcome everybody. Right now, it's over 600,000 uh, subscribers on there right now. And I'm looking uh-huh. to expand that. So everyone out there, if you're looking to, you know, looking for love, go to my website, my dating site, DatingNut.com, DatingNut.com. And also, I will be in Las Vegas uh, March 11th, 2017. Look forward to seeing you guys there. Wow. That's an interesting name for that site. So make sure, mm-hmm. you, you know, you can't forget that, datingnut.com. That's right. I'm going right. to end it right there, Leash. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you feel we like appreciate- it, sometimes you don't. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> are. We appreciate you coming to kick it with us in the chat room. Quentin, you are always welcome. Welcome, welcome to come and kick with us. Just let me know. Glad. Glad to be here. (laughs) Glad to be here. I'll come back anytime. We've welcomed this for a while, and I'm just glad that we was able to make it happen. I look forward to coming back soon. I love you guys. I love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing, making these positive people come together, and the negative people as well. But I appreciate you all. I look forward to being on here again soon. But thank you so Absolutely. much. <laughs> All right. You have a great evening. And shout out. All right. Yes. This has been a great mind, body, and soul segment. Shout out to Quentin Morgan, Vinice Capers, and S. Raven Storm for coming to kick it with us in the chat room today. We've been talking about if it isn't love. Maybe it's lust. If you missed our show and you just tuned in and you're a little late, no worries. Just go to our archives here on blogtalk.com, or you can go on iTunes and check our archives out as well. We appreciate you guys. We will see you guys Friday where we will have Bandana Bonds as well as the fabulous Aaron Bebo. Here yes. in the chat room, kicking it with us. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining me, Alicia, tonight. You guys have a great evening, and we will see you on Friday. Good night. Good night.